With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Welcome to Off the Bench, Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews here. Uh, this is where we cover everything big from the week in NRL. And boy, uh, haven't there been some things uh, going on uh, during the week? Um, we've had retirements. Uh, it's another week and it's uh, some more drama around the Broncos. And that blew up Thursday night with uh, the broom being put through the Broncos with Tavita Pangai Jr. being asked to uh, leave the club. Uh, he could be gone. He could be – they've got a week off now. They don't play for two weeks. Scott Sattler, by the way, hello. <laughs> hello, yeah. But not, he, he not... could be playing for a new club the next time he runs out onto the field. Yeah, yeah. All clubs have got a break next week because of origin. But uh, not only is it Tavita Pangai Jr., it's Jermaine Asako, it's Matt Lodge as well, Corey, Corey Oates yeah. as well. So um, We'll go through it in a second. The fire sale, they're calling it. Yeah, I've have, got they got, some... have they got better players to replace them? That's the question. Well, when you're pulling Carmichael Hunt out of Queensland Cup, who hasn't played since 2009, mm. I, and you've got people like Brodie Croft and Anthony Milford sitting on the sidelines, you go, really, is this, is this how bad it is at that club? And, and, and Thursday night, we'll get to this, but they, they were atrocious against the Rabbitohs because you know what? The Rabbitohs weren't that good. They weren't. They were pretty, they were they were pretty, pretty ordinary, actually. They were pretty ordinary. Anyway, we'll get to I'll tell you, a couple of shining lights, Cobbo, Xavier Coates, and also I thought uh, Tessie New was good and, and you reckon Haas was good. Payne Haas was good as always. Um, but oh, the rest, anyway, we'll get on to that. Uh, Origin teams will be picked this Sunday. Normally, Queensland pick Monday, but I'm sure they'll pick Short Sunday. Week. Short yeah, week. Yeah, so I'm sure they'll pick Sunday. There'll be players already, like your Joy Arrows, for example, for Queensland and New South Wales as well. They'll go into camp Sunday. Yep. And the teams that are playing Sunday, they'll drip feed in Sunday night. So players that are going into their games on Sunday, they'll know whether they're in origin or not. Uh, look, I A saw, majority of them. Saw Latrell Mitchell on Thursday night on the sidelines uh, and then had to go back on again. That was a ploy from Wayne. For origin to say, Freddie, you know what? This is the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, but he took off Damien Cook. I <laughs> know. Oh, and put 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 Latrell in the Luttrell middle. Ta- Latrell had taken his <laughs> strapping and everything off. He was. I saw him having a cigarette. It was just and a cocktail. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? And he had a cat on his lap. He did on the sideline. He was smoking a pipe, stroking the cat. cat. And they said, "Quick, what? you've got to go on. Take I, your blanket off." Can I say, uh, fortunate enough to call the game? Like all fortunate enough to call all games um, in the NRL. Went down to the dressing shed to say good day to a couple of people I know from South Sydney, and Latrell Mitchell walked out of the dressing shed. My God, he is massive is in a good way. Like tall, tall, fit, massive chest. He's got a hand on him like like a. T-bone steak. Yeah. I I couldn't believe how big he was up close and personal. I had never been up that close to him. Yeah, well. Did you know who you were? No. Did you introduce yourself as Grand Final Hero 2003? <laughs> Did you? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, Adam Elliott is on the show as well. He's one of our favourites. He's back and he's throwing Josh Jackson 
uh, who's his minder at the moment. Now I wonder why he's his minder. Hmm. Maybe off the field. Maybe yeah. off the yeah off the field is his minder. But he's yeah. throwing him under the bus. So that chat's coming up. But um, uh, what are we going to do now? Oh, look, you know what? Do we want to get uh, the news of the week, mate? Let's go. All right, let's do it. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Yeah, let's talk about this uh, story that was breaking uh, on Thursday night during the game. It was uh, obviously the Broncos versus Rabbitohs that uh, they are cleaning out. Now, you mentioned the players, Tavita Pangai Jr. And can I ask the media to call him Tavita Pangai Jr.? Because his father's Tavita Pangai, mm-hmm. and these parents have named him Tavita Pangai Jr. Can they do that? Because we asked him that, remember? Yeah. And that is his name. Mm. So can they please call him that? Uh, who else is there? Matt Lodge. Uh, Jermaine Masako. Uh, oh, yeah, and who else was there? Uh, Corey Oates. Corey Oates. Now, I'm hearing Tavita Pangai Jr. and that West Tigers thing. It's well, going to happen. He's already met with the West Tigers, both he and Xavier Coates. Uh, they've got different managers. Um, being interviewed after the game by Jonathan Thurston, quite a confronting interview actually. Jonathan Thurston asked a couple of pretty hard questions. Is this the last game you've played for the Brisbane Broncos? He said, well, I've got next weekend off. My agent's got a job to do and we'll just have to see what happens. And then he said, you know, as we know, a contract really isn't worth anything these days. Right. And you know what? He is absolutely right. People are a little bit critical of him saying that, but it is the way that of, of professional sport especially in rugby league. Contracts aren't what they're worth anymore. So that's what the Broncos have to pay him out. Now, what they'll do is if, if – just say, for example, and we'll only use it as an example, he goes to the West Tigers for round 16, which will be yep. the next round. Yeah. Uh, and just say he's on $700,000 a year now under the Broncos' salary cap. He may go to the West Tigers, and West Tigers might offer him $400,000. Right. The Brisbane Broncos will make up that – further $300,000. So he's still going to earn the same amount of money, but it's going to come from two different sources and less money be coming off each salary cap, if that makes sense. I'll tell you why I'd be going to the West Tigers. You'll get another buy in two weeks' time. So he gets two weeks out of three off. Oh, does he really? Yep. Okay. Uh, Around the third origin. Yep. Um, One thing might not be good, he gets to take on the Rabbitohs again. Oh, wow. (laughs) This is all in the next three, four weeks. But the West Tigers take on the Broncos in round 18. Okay. That'll be worth just, just signing up. Yep. I just, agree. Um, I'm also hearing Matt Lodge, who <laughs> I'm getting sick of nearly every week. Um, he's off to – it sounds like he's off to the Warriors. Why are you getting sick of him every week? I don't know. I just He's just doing some stupid things on the field. Mm-hmm. He's not disciplined. He's not disciplined. He's a couple of dirty things he's on Thursday bit, night. He's always been a bit of a renegade. Yeah. I think he's a really good player. He looks like he might I think go he's to, a good player. He looks like he might be going to the Warriors. Yeah, and that's happening, I believe, now. It's Adam Fenua Blake, Matt Lodge in the front row. Uh, not a bad not a bad lineup. And he doesn't have to move to New Zealand at this stage either, so he can just uh, pop down to the Central Coast and, yep. and he'll be fine. But I believe that's happening before the Broncos step out again as well in round 16. Yeah, Jermaine Asako, who's been playing fullback, wants to play fullback, but he's probably primarily a winger. Don't know what's going to happen with him. And Corey Oates, who turns 27 in October. He's been around a long time, Corey Oates. He's still got a lot of rugby league left in him. There must be something in his game Kevy Walters doesn't like because in the day, in the ages when you need a big winger to assist your forwards in go forward, um, he's not getting a start. So I don't want to be controversial when I say this, but I look 
to me as an outsider looking in, you, you know a lot more. Is there are there issues? And this is not Kevy's list. I get that, right? But he, no, but he knew what list he was taking a, on. Absolutely right. Yep. Right. Do you think there's some issues in the management of the list? And the reason well, there's I always, there's been man, there's been issues with the manager. You talking about the man to man management or the the signing recruitment management? The man to man man. So you've got this list. I've got to try and management manage it the best. I can. I mean, I've heard people, including our co-worker, uh, Gary Belcher, say, you know, uh, Kevy will get the best out of Milford. Milford's long gone, mm. right? They're playing Carmichael Hunt. Tom Dearden's gone. Tom Dearden's gone. And I'm not bl- just blaming Kevy, but I reckon that coaching staff is I'm not being ageist, but if I'm a young Bronco, who am I looking up to? Who am I relating to? I reckon Kevy needs to bring in some young coaching staff who are the up-and-coming next best things, who will be with the Broncos for the next 10 years and who will probably take over from Kevy. Well, Jace, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Now, I've, I've, I have been told from pretty good authority from players within the – in the Brisbane Broncos, that there has been times when they have asked for constructive feedback about their game, their individual game, and they're not getting it from Kev. Now, as coaches, and he is only a coach in his infancy, you've got to remember he hasn't coached for a long – yeah, he coached Origin, but he hasn't coached – and it's not week by week NRL coaching. It's minute by minute. There are so many moving pieces with so many personalities – and injuries and managing the list and managing them emotionally, psychologically, physically, a lot of bodies in, in motion when it comes to your staffing as well. You've got to be able to cross that. You've got to be able to be comfortable dealing with all the human resources. And so if that's the feedback that Kevy is getting, that the players don't feel as though they're getting constructive criticism that helps them improve their individual game to make them a better player, whether you're in first grade or not, Kevy's got to learn that as a coach as well. Where he learns that from, I'm not quite sure. Does he go to his old coach in Wayne Bennett? Does he go to his old co- coach in Tim Sheens for that sort of advice, who are tremendous man managers? So, you know, some of the feedback I'm getting is that is that uh, the players feel as though that they, they feel a little bit empty when it comes to constructive criticism. And they'll take it on board. They'll take it on board one-on-one. They don't like publicly being... As a player? Yeah. Well, if they don't, even if they don't like it one-on-one... Behind closed doors, you're not going to have a future in the game. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's why, I, I don't know, I just there's something missing in that co- all of that coaching staff. Oh, and if Kevy is not comfortable at this stage doing that, he needs to have someone in his ranks who delivers that news. Yeah, but it's got to start with him. It's got to start with Kevy. Uh, absolutely. You know, you do got to have a look at their side. Their side is the Brisbane Broncos, who are the laughing stock. You know, when when Kevy keeps saying this is not what the Broncos are about, mm. well, it actually is. This is what the Broncos represent and have so for a couple of years now. So, um, you know, in their defence, in the Brisbane Broncos' defence, they have a lot of young players that haven't played 50 first-grade games yet. Yeah. And it yeah. takes a long time to be able to feel as though that you feel comfortable defensively in the NRL week in, week out. This was Kevy post uh, the loss 
uh, on Thursday night against the Rabbitohs? Well, we, we've got a plan at our place. We've been saying it all year about restructuring our roster. So, yeah, that's what it's that's what it's about. We need to restructure our whole football club. Everyone everyone is under review, including myself. So we're all just going to have, you know, the next period, have a really good look at all of ourselves, and which we've already done. There's a plan there's a plan there, but we will have a, you know, we'll all just have to have a good look, look at ourselves and look at where we're at because, you know, whilst there were some things that didn't go our way tonight, we, you know, we're not up to scratch, mate, you know, just not up to NRL level. That's it, basically. Yeah, it's not good enough. Oh, I like the honesty. I, I really yeah, do. Yeah, but, but I, I don't like what he's saying. Our plan is that we have to restructure the club. Rest- isn't, rest- hang on, hang, isn't, isn't the plan, we've got to compete each week first and foremost to work out who we're going to keep at the club and who we're not. Well, they're competing, unfortunately. It's well, just... they're not, mate. They've had, they've had 40... Yeah, they, no, they've no, had, they've... no, they're competing. No one gives up when you run out in the footy field. They're competing, but unfortunately, like he said, it's not NRL standard. They can't keep up. So, uh, and he says, even I'm under review. Yeah, that's, that's a really ballsy comment to say when you've got a new CEO that's going to come in and make, well, he's there. Yeah. yeah, that's going to make sweeping changes. Dave Donaghy's been there a month now. and You reckon he's regretting the job? No. As a, as a CEO, this Love is the it. job yeah. you want. So from a from a review and recruiting point of view, the, the word restructure is just another phrase for we've stuffed up our recruiting processes. Which he has nothing to do with. Yeah, he does. Well, no, he was pointed late, remember? Yeah, no, but he's... And there's no players left. Yeah, but he's he's got the direction about players they sign and re-sign. Okay, they've signed Adam Reynolds, really good signing. Now they're clearing the decks and freeing up as much money as possible. I anticipate the Brisbane Broncos are going to make one or two key signing announcements at the end of the year. If you... I don't know what they are, and there's not a lot of players that are coming off contract that aren't in a good age category. Matty Moylan's coming off. He's touching 30. Dale Finucane looks like he's going to agree to terms with Melbourne again for less money. So there's not a lot of players on the market. I'd be getting Dale. I'd be focusing on Dale Finucane. Yeah. Absolutely I would be. Well, he's, he's said public it's not about money. Yeah, it's about probably the challenge. Hey, I, 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 going back to his comments though, like the beginning of the year, defence was our priority. Mate, they've had... 40 put on them in the last – in three games out of five now. Okay. In 2020, there was 20 games in the season. That was it. Yep. Shortened season. Yep. They conceded an average 31.2 points. So let's say 31 points a game. Yep. After 15 games this year, they've conceded 32 games, 32 30. points a game. So they're worse than last year. So where's the – And we've still got a half a season to go. So where's the priority on defense? Where's that going? Is the priority now restructure? Well, the priority, have, they, have they just given up? This is the point I'm trying to make. No, they haven't given up. I, I, you know what? I think they've, Has the focus shifted? No, I think they've struck off this year. I think they've struck off this year. And by making the announcement we're going to allow these players to go now, says to me that, okay, we're just going to refocus on giving some really good young players first grade time this year. Let's get 5, 10, 12, 15 games under their belt. Go into the preseason. Bring him Adam Reynolds. Katoni Staggs comes back in the next couple of weeks. Bring in another key signing, whoever that may be, but their next signing has got to have a real defensive focus. And I agree with you; they've got to try and convince Dale Finucane. That's someone you can build a forward pack that around. That we need to yep. build our next two to three years around you, and you leave a legacy here when you retire in the next three or four years, mm. based on your work ethic, your attitude around competition, and and hopefully, uh, it'll it'll change the fortunes of a, a once proud club. 
It's that time for an Off The Bench Friday Night Preview. Yeah, it is. Uh, looking forward to this game uh, tonight at Bluebet Stadium. The Penrith Panthers coming off two losses in a row. Round Origin, of course, taking on the uh, Sydney Roosters, who uh, played that classic game against the Titans last week on the Gold Coast. We're up uh, 30 points to four or six. 36, yeah. Yeah, and then ended up winning 35-34. An amazing game. Roosters, however, uh, with the Panthers most of their players back, Roosters going to this game without Sam Walker sats. Yeah, he's being rested because of a shoulder injury at 18 years of age, carrying an AC injury, which is which really just needs rest. It doesn't need surgery, but he's been taking needles in some weeks, which you don't want an 18-year-old to do, and he's going to play a really important role at the end of the season during the final. So they need to really nurse him through. 40 players, 40 times head-to-head, the Panthers and the Roosters have played since the 1998 start of the NRL era, 20-all. Oh. And uh, once upon a time, the Panthers always had the wood on the Roosters for some reason. But um, last time they met was uh, was the grand final, of course. No, sorry. Uh, no, it wouldn't be grand sorry. final. That was a storm. October. Um, in the final? In the finals, 29-28 to Panthers. And they, that's when the Roosters went out in straight sets last year, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So a really intriguing game. What we do know about Panthers, they get all their cavalry back. They get um, they get Brian Toto, they get Jerome Luai, they get Nathan Cleary, they get uh, Api Corusau, who was part of the the Origin squad as well. Liam Martin, they get Isaiah Yo, uh, so and they get Moses Leota, who was out suspended uh, in their last game. So they get all their all their their soldiers back. It's probably coming a good time, Origin for the Panthers to some use the opportunity to blood some players because they're going to play a role at some stage throughout the back end of the season. So, yeah, with those those origin plays, it's um, it's key to get them back, especially defensively. James Tedesco is the only Roosters player. Victor yeah. Radley's still out, of course, suspended. Yep. Um, but they get Sam Verrills back, the very impressive young hooker who's been out with an eye injury. So uh, still a really good team, the Roosters. This will be a great game. Oh. I, I think Panthers will have too much for yeah. them. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Get, I'll get your tips and, and why a little later in the show. On Victor Radley, um, he obviously had that incident last weekend where he was kicked off a flight uh, yep. on the Gold Coast. This is what Robbo had to say. It's really frustrating. You know, we don't want that in general public, let alone someone that, that wears the colours every uh, every week and it's disappointing and it shouldn't happen. Um, yeah, it's not it's not what a what we want from our players, so just don't do it. Just act like a man in public and, and, and behave yourself. It's pretty simple. It's not that difficult. Hand up who's got on a flight before. How hard is it to get on a flight and, and get home? He's a, he, he's a good man who, who wants to be one of the boys and he has to assume that responsibility of, of being uh, an NRL footballer and a leader at a, a club and we don't want to act that way. People look up to Rads. He's a really good man, he's got good principles. Um, uh, and he wants to be a lad sometimes, and that's that's not what we need from him. That's not what the the game needs from him. Not, not what the kids that look up to him need from him. So he needs to assume that quickly. Anyone uh, else pick up the irony in that press conference that there was a plane <laughs> going over the top of Robbo while he was talking? And uh, mate, that's refreshing. Uh, good to hear that. Do you think the conversation between uh, Victor and also uh, Robbo behind the scenes was? Harder than that or oh, softer yeah. than that? No, it'd be harder than that. It would be, Victor, we love you. We know you're a man of principles. You come from a great family. 
and we love that you're a Roosters junior and you, you would bleed for this club. But at the moment, the the club is bleeding because of the stuff that you've, you're doing off the field. He had a Byron Bay incident as well mm. at the start of the season. And it all comes down. Those conversations, I believe, come down to legacy. What legacy do you want to leave? Mm. Do you want to be a, an NRL player, a state of origin player, a test player that leaves an indelible mark on, on rugby league? Or do you want to be just an afterthought? Do you just want to be a one of those players that people talk about when they're in the pub when they say, I oh, remember that Victor Radley. He, yeah, he was a good player, yeah. but unfortunately just he just couldn't be disciplined off the field. Now, just just really quickly, when he says he wants to be a lad, it's not who we need. What he means there, Trent Robinson, is we, we don't mind you being a lad. We we actually embrace you being a lad. It's it's a reason why we love you and the way you play, the cavalier attitude, you way the way you play your game, that that gladiatorial style style of rugby league. We don't need you to be a lad when you're wearing Roosters colours, representing the club and making decisions that can bring harm to you and the game. Oh, yeah, that's the Panthers versus the Roosters. Thanks, Sats. Uh, Blue Bet Stadium uh, tonight, 8 o'clock. This is Off the Bench, Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. When we come back, Chris Nelson joins us and we'll review that Thursday night game, the Broncos and the Bunnies. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Tackled there by they'll, Turpin, they'll five metres out from the line, under the black dot. They go that way to the left, Reynolds, dummies inside, goes out to Gagai. Gagai flicks it back on the inside to Latrell Mitchell, wow. who scores a terrific South Sydney try. 4-0 with a kick to come. What about the flick pass from Dane Gagai? They didn't take the two, they've got the four. Back over the line, back in the, the Broncos. Area. Wow. They, oh, he's offloaded. offloaded. in the in-goal area. Now Lodge's thrown the ball. It's hit the ground. Now down the touchline, Xavier Coates. Forward pass, says the referee in from the Matt Lodge. It'll oh. be a goal line dropout. What a play. What a great wow. play. He plays it back to Turpin. Turpin there to Flegler. Flegler to Gamble. Gamble to New. Steps outside. Walker oh. intercepted. Gagai. Sprinters on. Where's Johnson? Here comes Pakes. Gagai. Gagai's got too much pace. He's got the left knee heavily strapped. Oates comes. Oates tackles oh. and saves the try. Corey Oates. Xavier Coates. Well, Xavier Coates, stop telling me about Corey Oates. <laughs> Xavier Coates makes an unbelievable tackle on Dave Gagai, who looked a million to one on to score. Plays it back to Cook. They go to the eastern side. Murray throws it to Reynolds. Then quick hands. Mitchell to Graham. Graham steps, scores. Sure. There's a try for South Sydney. Quick, crisp hands from the Bunnies. And Campbell Graham gets the third try of the night. Cook out of acting hard, gives it to Murray, who turns the ball back under to Sella. He's over, scores the try straight through the middle of the Broncos' defence. The pass came from Cameron Murray. Souths get the first try of the second half, 22-0 with a kick to come. Five metres into South Sydney Territory. They go to the eastern side. Reynolds out the back, it comes. Into space goes host. He's got support in Johnston. Floating pass, try in the corner. Alex Johnston scores the try. That left-hand side of South Sydney is lethal. Another try, 28-0 with a kick to come. They go to the left. It comes to Reynolds. Reynolds out the back here. Quick hands from Walker. What about the juggle and then the dive from Johnston? The score in the corner. He had no right to catch that Alex Johnson. Not only did he catch it, he scored in the corner, diving full length. Plays it back to Cook. Cook there to Reynolds. Reynolds now to Graham. Graham stepped away from Carmichael Hunt and scores the try. 
He's six metres tall and he was tackled seven metres out and stretched out and got the try for South Sydney. <sighs> Sounds terrible. Uh, Rabbitohs 46, Broncos nil. Uh, it was 12-0 three minutes before half time. Yeah. They were going all right. Just to try before half time, just it broke the camel's back. Yeah, and 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 don't forget Xavier Coates pulled off the tackle of the year what on Gagai, that? and it would have been more. Not not only did he tackle him, but Gagai took the intercept. He had to turn, yeah, chase. Yes, he got in between Alex Johnston, yeah. and Dane Gagai. So he fooled Gagai into believing that he was the only option that was going to score the try. Unbelievable, mate. Great tackle. And how does that not motivate you as a team when you go into the sheds at half time? I'd be going, see that? That's what we need to be every set. Mm. Like, outstanding. Anyway, um, Wayne Bennett, uh, after the match last night, was wondering why not many people were joining him for his post match media conference. Surely, can, can you get some more people in here for me? What, the, what are we doing? They've gone chasing Broncos news, Wayne. Pardon? They've gone to chasing Broncos news. Wow. Kevy's putting a broom through the joint, he said. Oh. How do you feel about the state the Broncos are in? And what, what do you make of it? You haven't got enough time for me to tell you, so move on. Do you think he can turn it around, Wayne? No, Kevin? I think he's got the tools here to do it. Next question. Pardon? Any advice for Kevin? No advice. Struggling myself. It's cold. That's cold. It's but, I mean, brilliant. It's brilliant. You I know love what it him. Is? It's Wayne. When you coach by Wayne, and I was only fortunately coached by him once, but went to a few of the, the origin camps where, where Wayne was the coach as well. And it's never about anyone else. It's always about what you can control. We can only control what we can control. I, I can't give him advice because I'm not here day in, day out. So unfortunately, he's got to work this out for himself. Not that it's Kevy, it would be any other coach as well. So He knows what's wrong, though. Like, if he was asked about Trent Barrett at the Bulldogs, he would say the same thing. I, no, I don't have any advice for him. So, yeah, he's uh, he's brutally honest, Wayne. And, you know, he's, it's a place that's very dear to his heart still. But uh, If the Broncos play, and we spent a lot of time on the Broncos, but if the Broncos play the Bulldogs next weekend, who wins? Bulldogs. Yeah, I reckon too. Yeah, I think they're a better team to watch yeah. across the park. And I think they've got more experienced players. And I think they're playing for the coach. Bulldogs. Well, they're making the Bulldogs. Yeah. They're making, yeah, they're making really, really small inroads, mm. Trent Barrett and his coaching staff. He's good. Right, yeah, there you have it, our Thursday night preview here on Off the Bench. Time for this. On Off the Bench, time for a Racing Queensland Winter Racing Carnival update. The Tab Queensland Winter Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. I'm pumped. There's no uh, city racing this weekend. Nothing on the Gold Coast either. Mm. Of course, all our eyes, Satsy, uh, is on Ipswich this weekend for the Ipswich Cup. And the man who knows Ipswich like the back of his hand. He's lost his voice this week. He's that excited. Chris Nelson. Hello, Chrissy. Chase, good to talk to you. Satsy, good to talk to you too, mate. Um, (laughs) In all all seriousness, but this is a a, big day. This is a big day, isn't it, for the West? Oh, it is. And, I mean, the fact that they didn't race there last year for Ipswich Cup, I mean, the the natives are going to be very restless. They've got an extra year to make up for. So it's going to be a big, big afternoon at Ipswich, that's what for sort, sure. What sort of crowd numbers will we get at the Ipswich Cup, Chris? 
Well, I know there are some restrictions still in place, but I did read yesterday that we're hoping to get twenty thousand there. So wow. it's a good number considering there are about considering there are about twelve at Eagle Farm last week. Twenty thousand is a very good crowd. So the infield will be full, the outfield will be full, every vantage point will be full. Now the Ipswich Cup is the main race. What else have we got to look forward to? <clears throat> We've also got the Eyeliner Stakes. Uh, race number eight, and we have the Gay Waterhouse Classic, which is the final race of the day. So the three listed races are races seven, eight, and nine. But of course, we've got six other good races before we get to those, and hopefully, we can find a couple of winners in those earlier races to give us a bank for later, guys. Sats, who does uh, Chris Nelson sound like with his croaky voice? Carlotta. Car- there is. There is. You up and sit. No, I was going to say the, the the kid on the drive through at Krusty Burgers. Yeah, I know. You're the one with the high Mr. Pitch. Simpson. <laughs> All right, give us, give us. Your, are you old enough to give out tips this week, crusty uh, drive-through burger worker? No. I'm not sure, Mr. Simpson. All right, mate. leave the comedy oh, to us. Where's he going? Are the tips. What are the tips? Uh, race eight, number two, Amish boy. I think he'll be winning. It's a nice race for him. Best bet, race six, number three, Desert Lord. Oh, First yes. up, specialist, Desert Lord, and. Dessert, Lloyd. That's it, Lord. And each way, race one, number seven, Millward for Jimmy Byrne. Uh, we spoke to Jimmy Byrne on the punter's mate I earlier today, that, and he was yeah. quite confident. Yeah, and I think the horse will run really well on an each way basis. So one, number seven, six, number three, eight, number two. Hopefully they'll run well. All right, mate. Looking forward to it tomorrow. Big day racing at Ipswich. The Tab Queensland Winter Racing Carnival has arrived. Head to queenslandwinnercarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Mate, we'll let you go and suck a butter menthol. Uh, hopefully that'll help your throat. I certainly hope so. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chrissy. Rightio. Uh, that was Chris Nelson here on Off the Bench. Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Uh, we'll get to a break uh, when we come back. Our interview of the week. This man is our favourite, and he's back. And he throws Josh Jackson under the bus like you wouldn't believe. His nickname's Herb. His nickname is Herb because yep. of Herb Elliott. Yep. I thought it had something to do with some other stuff. but Wacky no. weed. Yes, oh, no. but it's not it's that not at that. all. No. no, no. Adam Elliott from the Bulldogs joins us next on Off the Bench. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. One of our favourite, we've interviewed him before, he's the Bulldogs back row. He's a tremendous young player. His name is Adam Elliott. How are you, Adam? Yeah, going great, fellas. Thanks for having me on. No, it's uh, it's great to talk to you again. Now, before we start talking about this week's very important game, you're telling us off air that you just you went fishing today, did you? Out Where do you, where do, you do your fishing? Uh, we just, we just seen out in the um, port hacking down, down near Cronulla. So, had a little bit of a squid dig. Wind was up today, so it was a bit cold out there, but... It was good fun. Who do you go with? Any of your teammates? Yeah, yep. So big fella's got me under the wing, Josh Jackson. He, he had me out there today, showing me a trick or two. And um, yeah, we, um, like I said, we had a bit of fun. She was a bit cold, but um, a little bit of coffee to warm us up, and we we're all right. Do you get a bit of ink? Get a bit of ink on you from the squid? Yeah, no. I, I nearly wore some. Yeah, I. Um, Couple of, couple of centimetres away there, and then I, I nearly poured some through the big fella's boat too. So oh, not good. <laughs> I nearly got chucked. I nearly got chucked overboard. How, how would Josh Jackson be able to actually wind a reel in? Because he's got the biggest biceps in the rugby in the NRL this at the moment. I think that might be the secret. He goes fishing a fair bit, so he catches big fish, and he he has to reel them in. He, I just saw him. Um, and then again, putting putting the boat on the trailer on the uh, you know winding him in. 
I think he might just go down there on his days off and just put the boat, practice putting the boat in and out. So he can get to work. Yeah. Is he an angry fisherman like to other boaties like he is on the field? Because he's an angry man. <laughs> he's um, he's he's actually in his happy place when he's on the water. But I wouldn't like to um, <laughs> I wouldn't like to come across another fisherman out there. And, uh, someone snaked him or. Got in his way out there. I reckon that um, a few boats would probably go missing. Yeah, it's his. It's his boat. Has he got extra mirrors in the boat just to check out the biceps? He'd have a few. Nah, strategically to, placed. To be honest, I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen him do a bicep curl. I've never seen him. Whoops. Never seen him. Never seen him check himself out. But um, yeah, he's got the biggest arms in Australia. Do you know? There's there's guys like James Fisher Harris, uh, Dave Clemmer. Um, Manu, uh, Manu Ma'u, who I believe are serial killers in outside of rugby league, and I think Josh Jackson also fits in that serial nah, killer category. I think, like I think he's, he's got bodies buried in his backyard. <laughs> I've got no doubt. <laughs> no, I'll, I better be careful, or I'll be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he Apparently, he dumps them out at Port Hacking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's just got a big pile of cinder blocks in the backyard. I don't know what they're there for. Oh, look out. Uh, well, keep your backs to the wall. Hey, big game uh, coming up this weekend. If you uh, make it. Adam, uh, against the Eels. But we've already talked about that. Hey, a bit of a spring in the step around the place, I reckon, after uh, that, that great win over the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, no, there is. It's been really good for us. Um, I think we, we had that bit of a spring in our step after the Penrith game. I know we... The result didn't go our way and, you know, it ended up sort of blowing out towards the end there. But we got a, a lot of really good things out of it, uh, particularly around our defence in that first half. Um, so the boys have been sort of confident. We trained real hard uh, leading into that bye. And I suppose that was a little bit of a worry too, going into the, the weekend off and sort of having a bit of that momentum and whether we, you know, whether we wanted to roll straight into another game and keep it going. But luckily, um, you know, the boys all, all turned up you know, with with a bit of confidence and belief in uh, what what we'd done the week before, and yeah, we we're able to, able to carry it on against the Dragons, and um, I think it's it's really good for us to to take that on into this game because we're coming up against a bloody good team, so yeah, you are. Need it. I think really importantly, you were racking some points up, and that you know when you're not scoring enough points, and that's been one of the problems for the Dogs this year. Your defence gets under more and more pressure, but because you kept racking points up and your attack was was flowing nicely, it all seemed to come together. Is that is that directly from Coach Trent Barrett, or, or are there others involved that have worked on 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 the Bulldogs' attack? Yeah, he, it's definitely um, Baz's domain. He's um, yeah, you know, obviously oversees it all, and he's very knowledgeable in all of it. But his um, his domain is our attack, and he's been he's been harping on us for a while now that. Um, if we if we gave ourselves fair fair chance um, fair chance of possession and um, you know had a bit of a polish particularly around our end end of sets and where we were handing the ball over um, it, it would take a lot of pressure off our defence and it had um, it had show in, in our results and you know I think I think a lot of us have, have sort of been given a lesson there from him that if we do what he tells us um, and we do it well then we can we can win games and we can actually. Have a bit of fun out there. I think a lot of the boys just really enjoyed that Dragons game, uh, particularly the second half, like you said, when we were able to string a few tries tries together. And is that the secret to Trent Barrett? When you're not used to winning consistently, is is he really good, Trent Barrett, at just keeping you positive and keeping you focused for the for the upcoming week? Yeah, he is. I think we're lucky. Like 
um, you know, I don't want to talk too much about Jacko either, but he um, he just gets he just gets in every week is the same for him whether we win or we lose. You know, he gets in and, and it's you know day one on the job. What do we got to do this week to get better, and what do we got to do to win? And, and Baz is big on that. Um, the rest of the coaching staff have bought bought into it as well. And um, you know, periods there where we had some pretty bad losses, um, it, it could have been quite easy to you know drag the feet and kick stones. But you know, you know, the leaders in our club um, definitely led the way uh, around being positive and just focusing on what was in our control and getting better and. Um, hopefully now the penny's dropped a little bit and things are starting to click. Um, you know, we don't have those dips in performance and we can just keep working on our benchmark. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just imagining you standing there with one eye on Jacko in case he starts that fire while you're st- sitting in the corner on your phone and yeah. mm, some bad intentions <laughs> going on. And hydrochloric, hydrochloric acid starts <laughs> coming out. And... Can you understand Luke Thompson yet? I was sort of lucky we had James Graham um, at the oh, club before he came, so <laughs> sort of got used to deciphering a little bit then. But um, <laughs> it's still a, I'm half deaf as it is too, so I'm always saying, you know, what, what? I'll beg your pardon to Tom Owen. <laughs> uh, I think after about the second or third time, you just sort of nod and say yes, and if you if you haven't quite got what he's saying, he, he gives you a weird look, like he <laughs> doesn't know what the hell you're answering yeah. for, but. He's um no nah, he's a great bloke to have around. He's he's a good personality too. So he's got that dry uh, English dry humour and um yeah I think when when the boys can understand his jokes he gets a couple of laughs. <laughs> he's got a big task this weekend, hasn't he? Up against Junior Paulo and Regan Campbell Gillard. That's that's one of the keys for you blokes to get on top of their forward pack. Yeah, it certainly is. They um they run for a lot of metres. Their forwards and um. I think they're all just at those, the, the age where they've been playing first grade for a long time now. and um, You can tell as a team they want to have success, Parramatta. So I think for us, um, it's, it's really big on, you know, not not really putting that weight on Tomo's shoulders or on you know, Hezro's shoulders. Um, it's about collectively as a team doing what we need to do to, to nullify their forward pack as much as we can and... Um, you know, Tomo's been great for us. So I suppose we don't really want him thinking about too much more than just, just backing up the performances he's been giving us because he's been unreal. Yeah, he has, no doubt at all. Hey, mate, we better let you go. We know you It's been nice been knowing fishing. you also, and we can't <laughs> wait to ridge on the um, on the milk cartons of a missing person in the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, if you don't hear from me, if I don't rock up for a uh, warm-up before the game, you know Jack goes off the Good luck with that and sharing out the uh, the squid. Do you, did you get enough to, for for some of your teammates, or just for you and Jacko? No, slim pickings out there today, so just a feed for us. Beautiful. All right, good on you. Thanks, uh, thanks right. for joining us, Adam. We really appreciate your time on Sports Day, mate, and and good luck on uh, on Sunday against the uh, the Eels. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, thanks for that. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. Yeah, let's do this, Sats. How are you going with the tips this year, by the way? I'm not that crash shot. No, never. You actually I try and read, never. I try and read too much into it. You do. Mm. You know what you got to do? Do what my wife does. Just picks them on the name. She says to me, don't even tell me where they're from. Just tell me 
uh, what animal they represent. <laughs> and she tries to work out if that animal would beat that animal in a fight. That's how she picks. And guess what? She got the Bulldogs last week against the Dragons. She thought a Bulldog would bite the ankles of a dragon. And bring it down. And bring it down. Yeah, okay. I like that. Yeah. Mm. And she got it right. Who, who are we to say she's silly? Uh, Knights, given given my wife's view on who's going to win, uh, Knights versus Warriors. Is a Knight tougher than a Warrior? Not tougher than a Warrior. Let's do that tips. No, I, I think a warrior. I think a warrior. I think a warrior. Would be a yeah, I think a yeah. warrior would. You take off that armor, they're dead, mate. <laughs> you know that's right. You know what I mean? Bring them down off their horse. Yeah, that's with it. a big jousting. Get stick. your bulldog to bite the horse in the ankles, right? And then the warrior just mm-hmm. strips the knight of their armor. I'm with you on the warriors. Would a dragon beat a raider? Would a, a dragon beat a raider? Mm. Yes. Yep, I'm picking the Dragons too. I reckon I'll bounce back nah, against ra- them. Raiders. Oh, Raiders for you. All yep. right, well, you're going against everything. Would a storm wipe out a tiger? No. You don't think a hurricane? No, a tiger would, would take solace in a cave or something like that while the storm's on. What if the caves had been blown away by the hurricane? It's just a naked tiger with the hurricane bearing down on it. Yep, storm. What, what if the storm struck the tiger? Yeah, it's lightning. Okay, so storm beat the tigers. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Would an eel beat a bulldog? Now, remembering, are they fighting eel... on air, on in water, or on it, land? wherever? But see, I reckon the eels because a bulldog, the eel doesn't have ankles for the bulldog to bite. Yeah, but what the bulldog does is just hovers its head over the edge of the water. Yeah. Eel comes up to have a look. Bulldog snatches it. Yep. Grabs hold of it, shakes it, kills it. I'm saying that the bulldog is in water. Eel electrocutes it. It's an electric eel. I agree. Eels, oh, eels it is. And would a titan uh, beat a sea eagle? But a titan beats everything. It's a well, god. Well, not at the moment it doesn't. It's a god. David Fafita would catch a sea eagle and bite its head off and throw it on the ground. Yeah, no, nah, I can't see him doing that. <laughs> no, an eagle, an eagle. An eagle would f- fly away from the, the powers of a titan. So I'm going to take the Turn eagles. around and do a poo on David Fafita. I'm not going there. Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do this. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Who'd be picking that last one? I'm confused. Manly. The, the head-eating David Fafita. The Eagles. The Seagulls. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, uh, are we nearly at this time of the day already? Hey, um, what are you looking forward to this weekend? You better not steal mine. I'm looking forward to... <laughs> You're looking at mine. No, I'm not. You are. I'm not. Do you want me to go first while you think about what you're looking forward to? No, what I'm looking forward to, but you go. Anyway, you go. I'm putting a leg of lamb on the rotisserie. Yeah. I'm getting this – you know how I've been doing this slow cooking thing, the rotisserie? Yep. I don't like wood chips. I don't like the smoky taste. Oh, yeah. So I'm getting rid of that and just you're having the – minority. No, I'm just having the heat beads. Yeah. So uh, leg of lamb on the rotisserie, Sunday Arvo, watching the Titans. But also, leading up to that, the US Open. Torrey Pines South Course. Uh, the, the US Open's only been played there twice. Last yep. time I think it was Tiger Woods won in 2008. But Phil Mickelson, who is not off to a great start, he, um, this is the only major he's never won. Is it really? And he's only 51. Turned 51 the other day. Yeah. Can you believe he's only 51? I thought he was older. If you have that much money, yeah. you would get the Ola, Oliveira, wouldn't you? You'd get the good stuff. The Rex, what is it? The... 
He was always a whipping boy for a number of years. He was a whipping boy, wasn't he? Was he was Tiger's whipping yeah, boy. Yeah, couldn't man. win the majors. And uh, what am I looking? For? I'm, I am looking forward to the to the U.S. Open. Um, but what I'm really looking forward to is the um, Storm and West Tigers game. There's been a couple of times the West Tigers have out defended the Storm and kept them to a really low scoreline over the recent years, and won games like it was eight six nine eight. Um, even though they're sitting 13th, the West Tigers, we're all expecting them to do something soon and go on this huge run of three, four, five games, wins in a row. They're up against it with the Storm. I think the Storm win it at Sunshine Coast Stadium, which will, again, be a huge crowd. But the West Tigers always, they always somehow challenge the Storm, and the okay. Storm know it. Okay. Yeah. All right, this has been Off the Bench. We'll be back next week with our Origin Preview Show, which will be fantastic. Mm. Uh, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll catch you next week. See ya. Good